sorry, like, I'm, I'm just reminding me, Jeff's favorite thing to do now is every so often, like, no context, he'll just look at me and go, you look poor. What are you wearing? <laughs> uh, you're lucky. I'm no getting way. all the Godfather stuff because it's the 50th anniversary of the fucking Godfather. So Izzy's walking around singing the Godfather theme and I want to stab my eyes out. Okay, because tonight you can start singing Bridgerton at him. Yes, that's true. Revenge. <laughs> the broadcast, the biggest podcast in Vancouver, pretty much. We participate in light misandry. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Sexism. All of our societal structures are designed in ways to inherently prejudice women. I don't like to be bamboozled. Hi, Georgia. It's Troy Statue here. Thank you for labeling me the short king. Vic actually just got the sweatshirt that says Mock Girl Summer. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing, which I'm having a lot of fun. Hello and welcome to the Broadscast. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm here with Georgia and with Mal. And we are back to talk about the trade deadline. But before we before we dive into that, uh, we will do our highs and our lows of the week. Um, no new reviews, so I'm not going <laughs> to read a review. But if, if anyone wants to leave us a review, please do. And I will promise I will read it. Yeah, you can um, write can, anything and we yeah. will read it. Yeah. Send us send us your thoughts. We want we want to hear them. Um highs and lows. Do you guys have any highs this week? My high, my high is up. We've got something really exciting planned. Are we gonna talk about this or should we keep this a secret? Well, David's like, don't officially announce anything. Okay, well, okay. uh we, we don't have something planned, but I am I, I understand that we are going to meet Mallory in person next week. <laughs> No, the week after, two isn't it? Two weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, like just don't make plans on April 6th. Yeah. For, re- for reasons, like I said. Um, Look, even if it falls through, it's still a high. We were like in the group chat and Mel was like, I'm going to fly to Vancouver as a joke. And then like 20 minutes later, she's <laughs> like, I'm flying to Vancouver. <laughs> well, I was like, actually... <laughs> I was like, actually, here's the thing. <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if I actually did this? What if I just um, came? So that's that's actually my high. And I just went for a walk, and the place you're staying is literally like two blocks away from me. Oh my god, no way! That's yeah. so exciting. I just walked right by it. Um, yeah. And if they don't let me in, then I just can hang out in Seattle for a couple days. <laughs> you can just hang with Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Marissa. Let me come stay with you and your cat. Exactly. <laughs> That's still a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to let you in. Yeah. They're going to let you in. That, that is like really the biggest high we've maybe ever had. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Um, I don't have a low. I don't acknowledge lows anymore. I've also blocked everyone who gives me lows. <laughs> I just like, I automatically just do it now. Like I don't even, I've also decided like, um, I'm not going to ever explain my tweets to anyone. <laughs> oh, I like it. Because all the time you get people that are like, um, like I tweeted about Brock being really excited that Brad, Brad, Richardson, Brad Richardson is on the team. And someone was like, why? I'm like, I'm not fucking explaining this to you. I love Google. it. Just saying absurdly esoteric things. Like literally you have to have like a slum dog millionaire like <laughs> experience to understand. And then just being like, if you don't get it, then you don't. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's not our fault that you live under a rock. It's very free. It's you don't not follow our fault everything. that you don't have every single experience I've ever had. 
and all of the same knowledge. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, yeah, so those are our highs and our lows. It's a very high high. And it'll probably be my high again in two weeks when it actually happens. Moving on, uh, sports. We are going to do trade deadline winners followed by trade deadline losers. Georgia, who do you think was a winner? Okay. First of all, the number one winner of trade deadline in general was Kevin Weeks. <laughs> I think oh we can God. all acknowledge yeah. that. He really entered like a new level of celebrity also like hands like random applause for all the memes that people were doing where they were just inserting kevin weeks into random places my favorite one was the person who inserted him on margaret thatcher's grave (laughs) i was losing my mind like it was so good so good gender neutral restroom (laughs) live from the gender neutral restroom (laughs) um so that's like that's the number one um winner or just like across the board in terms of teams I actually think Montreal was I would say that like in terms of teams that are out of the playoffs they were the winners they had now have like something like 13 draft picks um at the upcoming draft I think it might it might have even increased to more um which is wild also I don't know I have I have questions I wish I should have asked JD or someone or Rachel even because a lot of picks were going so I have a lot of questions like, is this draft year not good? Like, are people I just... Like, is Rachel allowed to tell us this? <laughs> yeah, I, I probably not anymore. Unclear. <laughs> Unclear. But I just have a question, like, for all the pick, like, picks that were going in, people were, like, trading first rounders and stuff. Like, is that because the draft is an off year um, or not? But we'll see. I mean, Montreal also, the draft is there. So having more picks is always good. Oh, but yeah, for teams, actually another high. What was the other? I saw oh. you. I saw you, and I saw Rachel. Yeah, I met Sloan. <laughs> she was so cute, and then she got so mad when we left. Oh my god, she had Hello? like a meltdown. Was while somebody we were accusing uh, Sloan of saying the N word? <laughs> At least five times in the last year. Oh my god, the internet is wild. Okay, sorry. Anyway, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Um, yeah, so Montreal, I think, was my winner for teams like on the playoffs, and then for teams in the playoffs, uh, I think it was obviously Colorado. Like there, they did a good job of like getting some depth, and they did lose out on Claude Giroux. They did lose out on Claude Giroux, but I think they're okay. <laughs> I, like, I mean, they I just lost to what, the Canucks, but like, I want to know what like Claude Giroux was thinking, like when. Like Joe Sackett came in and was like, basically he expresses interest, but Claude only wanted to go to Florida. Like, I want to know what the thought there process was. was there was the conspiracy theory that um, Florida didn't, doesn't play the Flyers again. Oh, interesting. Oh, that um, actually kind of makes sense. That makes and the abs, a lot like, of play sense. Them, like play them really soon. So. What, um, what star sign is Claude Drew, Mel? Um, he is a Capricorn. Hmm. This tracks makes a lot of sense. I believe it now. <laughs> I like how the thing is that off the top of my head, I was like, don't worry, I do know. It's like oh, you didn't even need oh, to look that up. That's why I asked you because I knew I was like, I could Google it right now, or I could just ask Mal. It's just faster for or me you to could. ask her. His wife is a Taurus. I was gonna oh, say do you know Gavin is a Virgo. Taurus represents they have a full earth sign home. That's why I know that. Oh. Wait, are both kids? Um, I think maybe his youngest is actually a Leo, but 
Originally, Gavin is a Virgo, though. Gavin's so cute. He's mm-hmm. so cute. All the shots of like the last game and he's in the oh my tuxedo. God. Like I just cry. It's adorable. It's just so cute. I'm not joking that the gritty tribute video made me tear up. And that's the least <laughs> surprising thing I've ever heard. It includes gritty and it's like emotional. <laughs> it was emotional. Did you watch it? Yes. Yes. It, yeah. it like it was. It, I, I guess like it's nice that he got to do that. Like he got to have a full send off. Because not everyone gets that, like, when they leave. Um, yeah, he got, like, like, a literal giant send-off. Yeah, so that's really nice. I know that, you know, Flyers fans weren't quite happy with the return. They did get another ginger player, which obviously was the number one thing people picked up on. Um, so their gingers per 60 for me will, will be intact. But anyway, those are my winners and losers. What about you, Sam, Mel? Um, well, I would say that the winners are, they did get him for cheap. The Panthers mm-hmm. got Giroux for really cheap, which is good because they overpaid for some random man from the Habs who is not to like go statistic wise, but is not good. <laughs> ben Chirac. Yeah, the Ben Chirac <laughs> choice was something else. <laughs> Everyone's like, it's because he played so many minutes in the Stanley Cup. I'm like, yeah, because they didn't have fucking anyone else. (laughs) Like, that doesn't mean he's like a great player. Whatever. They didn't have anyone else. They got him like for multiple picks, like a first round, I think in like 23 and like a player and like another roster player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But like, the thing is that that while that was questionable, I think that like the Panthers, like it would have been. Since they acquired Giroux, like, it would have kind of been impossible for them to have a bad trade deadline. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I mean, Ben Chirot is, like, not good at hockey. But um, <laughs> they did need defense because Aaron Ekblad might be hurt. Mm-hmm. He is very injury prone, but also people were like, is he hurt? Is he coming mm-hmm. back to the playoffs? Or is he actually hurt? So he is mm-hmm. So there is like, they were in need of defensemen. I don't know. I, they're definitely, they were originally going to be my bandwagon team anyway. Um, but obviously they are even more. So now I will say a drawback is that I just think that like the karmic, like energy in the universe of like a re- allowing like um, Florida to win three cups in a row like the state of um when like Ron DeSantis like gets to like experience like that like even like financial growth from that um I don't like that so we can't let them win but I don't know it is very on brand for the NHL you're right Sam <laughs> Pain- painfully on brand <laughs> Painfully on brand is allowing Ron DeSantis to have a nice time. Gary's probably friends with him, so. Oh, God. Um, my winner is, we'll get back into it when we do the Canucks later, but my trade deadline winner is actually the Canucks for managing to offload Travis Hamnick. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I do not know how they managed to get rid of that contract without retaining any of it. I don't know how they managed to get a third round pick for it, but uh, well done. 
I am what genuinely What do the Sins want with him? Why do they want him? Great there's, question. There's also, we got no off waivers. They could have gotten him for free if they really wanted him. I know. None crazy. of it makes any sense. <laughs> it's really good. And also, I mean, it's super great that the Sins got him just because the amount of convoy jokes that you can make of him going to Ottawa. Yes. Also, like, just think about how much time people spent defending Travis Hamannick. And by people, I mean Jim Benning, John Weisbrod, and all this stuff. And then the lies. Then was he vaccinated? Wasn't he? Did he say that he was vaccinated? Does he have the second dose? No, he's going to hold a water bottle during an entire press conference. So he doesn't have to wear a mask. Like, that was so funny. There's just... Like, there's just so much time wasted on that. <laughs> and, like, we still don't really know. Or did he ever cross the border and play in the States? He did eventually, I think. He did eventually? Okay. It took him a really long time. It took him a really long time. So, yeah, what a what a time to live through in Canucks land. I, yeah, I'm just, like, incredulous that they offloaded that and also that they didn't, yeah, that they didn't retain any of the salary. And that they got a third round pick that was technically theirs, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, they got back their own third round pick, which they traded uh, for uh, uh, Nate Schmidt. Yeah. Wow. But it raises a lot. And then then the third that they sent to Toronto was Winnipeg's third. So they actually have their own third, which Mm -hmm. creates a lot of uh, offer sheet potential. Oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. Yeah, they also Somebody, won by getting Travis Dermott. That was good. Yeah. Someone someone sent me some of Rachel's old tweets where she was like, bring back offer sheets. And they're like, is this a coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I love an offer sheet. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on from winners. Who were, who were the trade deadline losers? <laughs> there were a lot of them. I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to the big one at the end. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the really big one at the end. Um, I mean, the hurricanes, they're just like riding the fucking mega train. I'm convinced Connor Garland's going to end up there <laughs> just to like complete the trio. <laughs> they can, they can all play yeah. on the ice at the same time, you know, storm the Capitol together. Did they want as we all know like you get like a certain like leeway to like do whatever the fuck you want if you're like a talented person Max Domi goals. doesn't even have that I Max know. Domi does not have that like he needs to get like working on like he, he needs to start like working on like his like social just like awareness and everything because he does not have much going for him so he he had 72 points um in his first season with Montreal Okay, 72 points. Next season, he played 71 games in the next season. That was um, the 1920 season, so when COVID hit. Had 44 points, stark drop. During COVID year, had 24 points. This year is 32 points. He has nine goals, but that's that's tough. He was also Sorry minus for not rating you. <laughs> he was also a minus 19 last year. Oh. I mean, to be fair, 
Columbus like sucked ass last year. Okay, like also. just don't start bringing up like plus minus because then somebody's gonna like bring up Quinn Hughes. <laughs> yeah, Quinn's was so bad last year. I think it was the worst amongst NHL defensemen. Yeah, it was well, for a while. That's because that blue line also sucked ass. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. My loser is the Oilers. <laughs> um, they got Derek Broussard. Does Kane count as an acquisition? Technically, sure, he should. But I feel very much, like, yeah, they got Derek Broussard, which he's also, I I think that a lot of people are, like, mediocre at hockey, unfortunately. Like, there are not that many people who are good. <laughs> I don't think Derek Broussard is very good. So I don't really think that like counts as that much of a win. Um, But I think the big thing is that the West is so bad that the Oilers should have made a giant like push because if they were going to make an extended like playoff push Mm -hmm. to convince McDavid that like he can win here and he should be staying here and like all of this, this is the time to do it because the West is a tire fire. And they just didn't bother. And also they didn't get a goalie. Um, and it's just bad. They are going to continue to be bad. And I, I don't have high hopes for them. And like, obviously once again, like the like karma of the universe in general, does Evander Kane, a team that ices Evander Kane deserve to like win a game? No, but it just, I don't know what's happening up there. It's embarrassing. How does Ken Holland still have a job? <laughs> really? I, mean, I ask myself this all the time. Because he's uh, he's an old hockey boy. Okay, yeah. He's a good old hockey boy. But still. <laughs> Even so. I know. It he, is. But, like, Ken Holland, like, notoriously doesn't trade, right? Like, he's notoriously not, like, a big on trading people I think I don't know it's gonna be weird it'll be the like first season in a long time that like Connor McDavid's not gonna be in like the conversation for trophies I think he's still in the conversation for a heart which trophy is he not getting I mean the heart like I think he's still the thing is that like people actually argue that like the heart should not go to like it shouldn't be a situation where like either like Leon or Connor should be in the conversation for the heart because obviously they're not the most valuable player on the team because they're both on the same team. But Mm -hmm. I have always long argued that we should a, that like they actually need to create like definitions for the awards (laughs) because I hate the like, because I hate the fact that like, if you win, um, like they just give the lady bing, like no one actually cares about it. They just give it to the person with the lowest penalty points and is like the best player for the Selkie. They're like, who's the best face-off person. And then also, um, for the, um, Norris, it's just like, who's the best offensive defenseman. And it's like, no, (laughs) Or, like, introduce a defensive defenseman award. Like, it makes me very angry. And also, I have long argued that there should be an award for the best player on the worst team. <laughs> and it should go to Thatcher Demko. 
that's my. I think that's fair, but I also fair. I want to say that um, the yoke scolies are putting in work. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think that's that fair. it like for some reason I don't know if it's just like their goalie coach, but like yeah, the yotes like goalies they create a lot of good goalies, and you don't ever see anything about it because they can't even like doing their heroics. They can't make up for the fact that they play on the Arizona Coyotes. Well, they just go to Colorado, like Kemper. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Or other places. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of goalies, and I guess this goes back into a win, like a winner's. Um, the Wild got Mark Andre Fleury, which is a big story. Is he playing um, tonight? I don't know. Against the Canucks? I don't know. Good question. We shall see. Um, I do know that he refused to go to the Caps because he has PTSD from his say percentage <laughs> in the 2018 series <laughs> which I did look up it was um wait I looked this up yesterday because I was like I remember it was abysmal it was 853 Ooh, whoa <laughs> that's real tough what was the Longo save percentage in the 2011 playoffs? It had to have been shit. <laughs> Though technically, I guess he got a couple shutouts. Yeah. Mm. Still, it would have been really bad because some of those games are really bad blowouts. Now I want to look it up. Continue talking. I'm going to look this up. Mal doesn't know this. <laughs> she knows the star signs. <laughs> you find it. Oh, oh no, no. I was just making a joke of the fact that, you know, the stars. Oh stuff. yeah. Well, why would I want that off the top of my head when I can tell you the star sign of multiple players? Um, Quinn Hughes is a Libra. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, actually, I do think that is a really good acquisition, just like vibes wise. Um, they got this guy to be tough for the playoffs. Um, the wild did, uh, what is his name? I'm sorry. I should have looked this up. Oh my God. (laughs) His Stanley Cup final statistics and his save percentage was 891. (laughs) What a time. Okay. Uh, Nicholas. It's Laureus. I don't know his name. Delorier. Okay, well, sometimes they choose the French pronunciation, and I, I know Brett So, Zach Parisi. Did you know that there is a city in Missouri? One hundred percent. This is true. It is spelled like the palace in France. It is Versailles, Missouri. That's good. My grandpa's from you Vermont. You never expect me. <laughs> My grandpa's from Vermont and he was born in Montpelier, which is yeah. Montpellier. <laughs> no, I love it. I think it's great. It's very funny. Anyway, um, in his like acquisition or whatever, uh, they asked him, they're like, oh, like what, like, like the skill set that you're bringing. He was like, what skill set? I, I don't have a skill set. <laughs> um but like he actually is like a good player he's not just there to like fight but I mean he's good enough but he is like a tough guy and apparently they've been having to deal with like Polino have to be the tough guy 
Hmm. So. Oh yeah, are- did he get suspended this year, Bellino, for doing something? Didn't he stomp on someone's head? Hmm. Great question. I don't remember this. Why do I remember that? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. I feel like that happened. Hmm. But the Wild were big buyers, which can be a win. Um, oh, I will say um, the other thing. So I watched a bunch of the coverage for the first time in a long time. And uh, TSN had a bunch of ladies on. So uh, Haley Salvian was on from The Athletic. Uh, so was Cheryl Pounder. And then um, I think there was a couple more. That joined. Oh, Emily Kaplan was on at one point and someone else. And now I don't remember. Anyway, at one point, James Duffy was like, oh, da, da, da. And he was like, and the boys here. And Ray Farrow like stopped him and was like, uh, James, meet Cheryl, meet Haley. And Duffy just like, you could see him just like crumbling, being like, I knew that was going to happen. They're like, yeah, enjoy your award is now gone. <laughs> it was a very, it was a very cute moment. Also, Cheryl Pounder, like uh, on the broadcast, they because they have to fill time. They did like a whole bit with Gino Retta and like lacrosse, which was really strange. Um, but they also did a thing where Cheryl Pounder got to like Angela James came into the studio and like gave her a jersey and Cheryl Pounder started crying. It was so sweet. Um, I love Cheryl Pounder so much. She just like roasted the sense. It was one of the most glorious moments. <laughs> she was like, she was like, this roster's garbage. Um, She's so yeah. wrong. She's not wrong. Oh, and I will also say I was listening to the radio that day and Yannick Hansen was on the radio and like, shout out to that man. He has the energy. I said this on Twitter is the energy of UK soccer pundits where he's like, I love this team. Like I'll watch them. This is my team, but they fucking suck. And like, they're not doing good enough. He and does. He has no filter. <laughs> he no, he doesn't actually care. just says, I know it's glorious. He does not give a shit because like one of the reasons is like, he doesn't have like media aspirations. And he also, I don't think has aspirations to like work in hockey. Like, I don't think he wants, like he might maybe, but he doesn't see, like, he just seems to like his life in Vancouver. <laughs> I'm sure he does other stuff and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to be a fan. So he doesn't like hold things in because he wants to be like a coach one day or something. It's the best. I love it. Okay. Um, pivoting back to losers. Should we talk about the biggest <laughs> Biggest loser of the trade deadline. What a debacle. Um, the Dadanov debacle specifically. <laughs> Gloriously bad. Uh, so Vegas, in their latest attempt to create cap space, <laughs> tried to trade Evgeny Dadanov to the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for, as Georgia put it, the corpse of Brian Kessler. <laughs> And first of all, like the trade call came in super late, then it wasn't like registered. And then the news broke that Dadanov, in fact, had a 10 team, no trade clause and Anaheim was on it. And so they couldn't actually trade him to Anaheim. Um, the great thing about this is that like the information was on cat friendly. And so many people are like, what database is the NHL using that is somehow worse than cat friendly? According to that, they don't have one. Yeah, it turned out they don't have one. Um, According to LeBron, 
what happened? So this all got like the the chaos ensued because so Dadnoff was traded from Ottawa to Vegas, and so the 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 last calendar year where the list had to be registered, he was a senator, and so the Sens were supposed to register it or whatever. And according to LeBron's reporting, Vegas said that the Sens told them that he didn't file it in time or that it wasn't filed. I mean, we'll, we'll get, we'll let Sam go lawyer crazy in like two minutes. <laughs> so that's what they said. Whereas like the sense just like were no commented. And then, so like dead just like stuck either going to a team he doesn't want to play for or going back to a team that tried to trade him for the corpse of Ryan Kessler, which he had to do. And now he's still in the lineup. And they had to tweet, like, welcome back. The welcome which, back tweet was so funny. Which is so funny. It's one of the funniest things I've ever had to read. Anyway. Yeah. And basically, like the the other thing was, so the sense said that he didn't file it or whatever. But then there there also just wasn't the record in the central registry. So like, there's a lot of questions about, about what central... kind of fucking sham NHL is running. Like, are they writing this shit on like? Yeah, like there's. It would be one thing if they were like, we checked the registry and this wasn't here because the sense didn't register it. But what ended up happening was they were like. We don't actually keep a registry of all of the no trade clauses. Like, we don't actually know, which is wild. Like, there is no part of this story that isn't completely batshit crazy for a professional sports league. Like, first of all, for the senators to be like, uh, yeah, like it's void. He didn't file it when in fact there's paperwork showing that he did is crazy. And I know like, I saw Andy Strickland report, like the, the sends bear the onus of this because they're the ones who represented it. I actually think if you look at it, the sends in my view are the least to blame. They were like, yeah, we're getting rid of this player. We're just gonna be like, yeah, sure. It's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, in what world, if you're management for Vegas or like the lawyer for Vegas, do you get on a trade call and have some random person in the Ottawa Senators franchise, which is notoriously a shit show, tell you, yeah, they didn't file it. Uh, it's void. Don't worry about it. And you're not like, oh, can you send me the email where they sent it in that's late so I can confirm that? Like, you're just like straight up like, yeah, sure. They said it was void. So I'm just going to go ahead and accept that. Like, This is what happens when you hire your golf buddies. Yes. <laughs> and then like people don't the, understand due diligence. <laughs> like, it's just it's like common sense. I don't even understand. And then for the league to just be like, yeah, I don't know. We don't, we don't keep track of these things, even though people are supposed to register it with us. We don't actually register it. Just like, what is anyone doing here? What is anyone doing here? I mean, and it's then a bush they, league. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so bush league. It's and the craziest thing about it is the athletic had the language of his 
of his clause. And it's basically like the player has to provide the written list by X date to the club. And I think the issue, and that's apparently like the most commonly used language for all, all of these contracts. But the thing is, when you say to the club, like the club's not an actual person. I feel like normally when you write a contract, you'd be like, provide the written list to specific person at specific email address. And then possibly it would be a good idea for the league to re- and the PA to require them to copy the league, a specific person at the league. I feel like there's like a very easy way to solve this problem. And I can't believe no one has thought of this. Yeah. And also like, they don't even have a standard date for this stuff to be submitted to. Like they could just make it say that like everyone has to have it in at this time. It has to get sent to the league. Um, LeBron also in his article had other cases where this happened. Like famously, the most famous case of this happening was Patrick Berglund when he got traded to um, uh, Buffalo for Ryan O'Reilly and he was able to get traded. He had a clause, but his uh, agent never filed his no trade list. And so they were able to trade him. um, And then he like didn't report (laughs) a few weeks, like later he like didn't report and then just like left the Sabres. So that was fun, but that's like probably the most famous case of like this happening. But then LeBron in his article mentioned that there's other cases where like a lower level assistant uh, was the person who got the email and then they accidentally deleted it. So the team never got it. It's very convenient. Like what the fuck? (laughs) And then um, another case where like the email went to the GM, but then that GM got fired and then the team didn't get like, they didn't get it sent to them again. So it's like, okay, this isn't the first time the shit has happened. It's just the first I've, time it's I've obviously happened heard, um, publicly. I've heard of another scenario where it was emailed to the GM, but the GM notoriously never checked his emails. <laughs> so we never saw it. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Imagine being a GM who just like doing never checks what his emails. What is email. this league? I mean, yeah. that's who I was thinking. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, if you can guess who it is, just DM us and I'll tell you if you're right or not. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't say it. Um, oh, man. But yeah, clearly uh, the biggest loser in this case is Dadnov. Yeah. Although, like, although it's very funny to laugh at Vegas being screwed because I don't yeah, know what they're going to they do about their cap like, space now. Yeah, for like Alec Martinez or Mark Stone to come back, like they're really fucked. Like they technically can still, like you can still trade players, but you have to trade them and then they can't play for the rest of the season. So like they could trade someone, but then the team who's getting them has to be like fine with them not playing and also the player. So like whatever. But I love that my favorite thing about the the reason why they don't want to make the trade list public is because most of the players have Canadian teams on them. (laughs) They're like all Canadian teams. And then like, apparently the reason Dadnoff didn't want to go to like California teams is because of high taxes, um, which I think is quite uh, probably common for um, certain players if they don't want to like deal with high tax rates. Um, But yeah, I just love that. The edit shows like, we can't do this because then it will show that like all the players hate Canada. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, well. 
Okay. Um, moving on to the Canucks, our favorite, least favorite topic. Yes. Uh, we completed the Canucks broadcast curse. Tyler Mott. Tyler Mott, son of the pod, <laughs> was traded to the New York Rangers for a fourth round pick. Okay. Yeah. Here's something that I think is um, disrespectful to Georgia specifically um, is the fact that Tyler Mott and Troy Stetcher were only worth a fourth and a seventh respectively. Just it go, is. just like go punch Georgia in the face. Like <laughs> <laughs> my, my two loves, my two loves. I will say so disrespectful. <laughs> Uh, Trey Stetcher was a winner, though, because he now gets to go back and play with his childhood idol. Alex he does Hitler. get to play with that. Which is it's so very cute. cute. Also, very cute. yeah. Um, the Kings are in the playoffs, which is um, something I forgot. Which we predicted. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Shockingly. Um, yeah, the Tyler Mott thing is very sad. Like happy for him to be free. It was also really sad because like they the connects did like the behind the scenes like trade video or whatever. And basically the reason he got traded is because he was gonna ask too much for re-signing. Like they were trying to sign him or they were like reaching out to see if they could re-sign him, but then he was like, No, I'm worth more. And I'm like, Yeah, you are. So true king. So true king. Um, so they traded him. And yeah, it's very sad. Very sad. Also, we kind of knew this was going to happen because his girlfriend was posting Instagram goodbyes. Four so. wags breaking stories. This yes. is true. Though so we definitely knew the day before when she was clearly sending like thank yous to like other Canucks wags on her Instagram stories <laughs> of like, nice knowing you. Anyway, so we were like mentally prepared at least a bit for it. But it's fine. It's fine. He had a really good first game. Yeah, he did. Actually, his yeah, course the game was really where they good. lost to the Devils, like embarrassingly. Yes, but like his that course one? was good. So but he had a good game. He had a good game, importantly. Yeah. Sad days. Sad, sad days. Um, what did you think of the Canucks trade deadline in general? They didn't do anything that is horrible. Which, which is a win in Canucks world <laughs> is a win. It's a real win. <laughs> Actually, like for the most part, they did kind of everything that you wanted. Like, yes, you probably want, like, I do want them to trade like bigger pieces. I think that that's fine, particularly with the, like, if we have a log jam and we're going to have a log jam for a while, um, particularly up front with, um, players and having to re-sign players coming off their contracts and like what we're going to do with Brock and like they're obviously going to qualify him but like after that what's arbitration like all these kind of things so that will have to happen but I'm also okay with them not like if the trade trades weren't good enough now like that's fine because the people that did get traded like they got stuff back but I don't think like you weren't getting like incredible returns unless you were trading Ben Sherratt which... That's not true. There were some absurd things. Like the Bruins got some duck for just like they paid so much for him. Raquel. And then they signed him for a bunch. Oh. It's Lindholm. Oh, Lindholm. The Lindholm but deal like... was outrageous. Oh. 
Yeah, but he, that's a defense. And, and the Lightning signed some Blackhawk for, and they got him for, there was the package was huge. And it was like, this is going to make you three Pete. This is going to be the magic thing. <laughs> like, this is what you needed. Basically, what I'm saying is like, it's okay. I'm, I'm fine with them waiting. Like, I still, I want them to trade players, but I'm fine. And I, I think that part of that comes from like, I actually trust these people. <laughs> like, like I didn't trust Jim to do it. So I actually feel a little bit more. It's nice to go through better. a trade deadline and something like shocking doesn't happen. And you're like, please talk me through what the thought process was here. Mm-hmm. Also, so. like they were already winners by getting rid of Travis Hamanick. So like they could, they could have done a lot of bad stuff and it would have been fine because they got rid of Travis Hamanick. So that's all I'll say. They cleared cap space for the first time in God knows how long. Yep. It was good. It was yeah. fine. Um, was there anyone who you thought they should have traded, but didn't? I mean, obviously Miller, but like, I just don't think they were going to be able to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and also I feel like he's almost like too big of a piece that he wouldn't be a good addition to anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Because the people that they signed, like a lot of people that got these like giant things back were like random people like filling out like mm-hmm. like random wingers on like a second or third line. The thing is like particularly with the Miller contract, it's not like he's expiring this year. He mm-hmm. has like another year on it. So he's still valuable. Um, so you could still and I think probably that's why maybe they held off on trading him because he wasn't a rental. He was a rental plus one. So like theoretically you want more back for that. Um, so yeah. if they can wait till the off season to trade him or maybe who knows, maybe they want to resign him, do what they want, God, but then know. you got to say goodbye <laughs> to Bo Horvath. Oh, I thought that he was like, I want to stay in Canada because the mask mandate ended. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's gonna like, I know there are people out there who still think he's going to get seven and a half. Like you have to be he's not getting seven super delusional to think that like he's currently he's in the top 10 of NHL scoring. Everyone on that list is like over $9 million, except for Johnny Gaudreau, who is getting a contract, contract this, year, this year. Yeah. And is probably going to get close to nine, if not over. Mm-hmm. That one will be interesting because they're actually the same age. Really? They were drafted yeah. the same. JT year. Miller seems a, a lot older to me. I know he just radiates like curmudgeon energy. Yeah. And no, like, he, he and also Johnny Gaudreau is really small. Yeah. He like so. doesn't like use the internet. <laughs> like they had a thing a couple of weeks ago where the the day after like the Russell Wilson trade, he found out because the media like in the scrum were like talking about the Russell Wilson trade. He's like, oh. He got traded. And then they're like, how did you not know this? He's like, I don't use the internet. <laughs> Does he like not even like, he's not even an old man, like reading the newspaper. Like he literally just no news. So actually he has an he's not an anti-masker. Like... He just literally didn't know COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Canucks played Colorado yesterday. Shockingly, they won. <laughs> I can't believe they won. I mean, no, sorry. I actually can believe they won. It's like the most Canucks thing ever. And I wrote this in like the, our game recap, but 
It is the most Canucks thing ever to have lost against teams they should have beat earlier this week. And then to pull out a win while playing Yaroslav Halak against the Avs. Yes. We needed to lose to the Sabres, though. That needed to happen. Like, I think that that loss to the Sabres allowed us to get rid of Hamannick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. They were did. like, this team sucks ass. Like, we got it. We got to. We got to get shit done. It was, it truly is the most connects thing. Like there's such a, it's such a confusing thing. And it's, I hate it too. Cause it's one of those like, Oh, it's a team victory. Like it's one of those like character building victories. You're like, okay, do this against the fucking Red Wings. <laughs> Come on. I can't believe they got shut out by the Red Wings. Pretty glorious. Yeah. Oh, Deeply funny. Well, they play mini tonight. Bruce Boudreaux's first game back against his former team. We don't know if uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is playing. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, Sloan's here. Hi, Sloan. <laughs> she suddenly looks so much bigger. She looks like a... She's starting to look like a... I almost said toddler, but like a... She doesn't have the newborn look to her anymore. I know. She's getting big. She's very chunky. <laughs> she also now just loves like when I'm on Zooms, she just loves like watching people on it. She's like, what's happening? <laughs> She's so cute. Um, yeah. Any last Canucks news? Mm, Nate McKinnon was very mean to Quentin Drum. Oh my god, yes. That was not very so nice. uncalled for. It was very uncalled for. Brock scored a-, a very nice goal. Happy for him. I thought it was funny that it was like the three guys who were like people kept trying to trade on Twitter who all scored. Yes, that's true. Um, Bo really said, fuck you, Nazem Kadri. I'm, I'm jetting around you to get the empty net. <laughs> um, uh, what else? What else happened in the game last night? OEL fought someone. Did that happen? I was, I was walking, I was walking back from the library. Something happened to baby pods. He like defended him. He didn't get in an actual fight, but he just like skirmished. skirmished. Uh, yeah. I, um, admittedly, despite it being my two favorite teams, I only watched the second half of the game because I was watching Top Chef first half. Very fair. Completely fair. Are we going to do topic three? Or are we just going to do that for? No, we can just do, we can wrap and then we can do okay. the, um, yeah, the bonus. Okay. Um, we don't have soap separate soap operas this week. Dadanov was our soap opera of the week. Uh, there was some drama with hockey is for everyone, but you should go read to hockey with love because Gabby and Perry do a really good job of covering it. And it's hilarious. And yeah, <laughs> the subtitle to the piece is Where Are the Gay People, Gary? And it's the best thing I've seen today. Highly entertaining. Very good. Um, okay, so three stars of the week. Who are your stars? Okay, my number one star is my friend, Lucia, <laughs> who went to her first hockey game in Vancouver. Um, She's from Malaysia, but she 
did a lot of school in Ottawa. And so she like went to Sens games and at this, she went to one Sens games and she got a big Mac. So then she thought that she was going to get a big Mac after this game. Um, she basically <laughs> was so confused because it was the Calgary game and they scored like four goals <laughs> in the first period. <laughs> and so her commentary was why are the Canucks playing so bad? There's too many white men here. I almost got a hat, but they didn't give it to me. I just want to be able to support my local team. Why Georgia? Why? Why are the Canucks losing? Why did I come here to see the Canucks lose? And then she went on to say, I really like this whole box of shame. It's hilarious. It's cracking me up. Box of shame. I found out is the penalty box. <laughs> Five, That's nothing. Glorious. We've lost. <laughs> and then she started doing a whole bit about how like the players like Calgary. Cause there's more ice there. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it was deeply amusing for me because I barely watched any of the game and I just got her commentary and it was, it was glorious. It was so, it was so, 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 so funny. So I'm trying to get people to give her season's tickets so she can go to all the games. I was going to say, can she just write our recaps for us? Yeah. Lucia, write our recaps. It was so funny. Uh, Growing the game. That's my start. Okay. Um, my star is Tobin Heath. Um, she scored the equalizer in the Arsenal Champions League game. No, she assisted um, it. She assisted it. I'm so sorry. She but assisted it. It was incredible. It was incredible. Um, it was against Wolfsburg. And it's the first like leg of the um semifinals, but I just love Tobin Heath because she's um, great. It was glorious. <laughs> so it was glorious. She came on. She came on in like the like I don't know seventy fifth minute or eightieth minute or something. First of all, Arsenal did not play great in the first half. They were like they go to playing well and like just yeah are bad. Like they were playing like so fine, weird. but they weren't getting like really good chances and then what would happen is like every time Wolfsburg would counterattack, they'd get like really good chances at one point they hit the post back to back it was terrifying mm-hmm. um and then Tobin Heath came on someone fa- got a foul got a I think it was a yellow card I want to say on I can't remember who was on maybe on Beth Mead and they got a free kick and it was the most glorious set play I've ever seen I lost my goddamn mind <laughs> So yeah, now they're tied 1-1 and they play the second uh game. I don't know when they play it actually. It's the quarterfinals, I think. So they play. Um yeah, it's uh when do they next, play next week. Next week. They and play, it's also uh, yeah, they play Tottenham on Saturday. Yeah, Battle of North London. Yeah. yeah. So shout shouts to Tobin Heath. Shouts to Tobin Heath. Um shouts to Shouts to Arsenal. Actually scored the goal. Sorry. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm currently fighting with the Arsenal men because they've done shit all to support the women. Nah, yeah, that is true. But um, I will like say that Aaron I saw Ramsdale it. tweeted. I saw Ramsdale post something. And Lacazette tweeted, like, Kieran Tierney, I just bought your fucking jersey. Can you get your shit together? <laughs> they were playing at Emirates. <laughs> anyway, Sam, well, who's your star? Saka has COVID. So yeah, Saka has busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, my star of the week. My star of the week is Kara Dorian, GM <laughs> of the Ottawa Senators. Oh my God. Both for a fucking over the Golden Knights. 
and be being the single person interested in Travis Havnick in the entire league and offering a third for him, despite there being absolutely no competition for services. So thank you, Pierre Dorian. It was well deeply done. confusing. He also was like, was talking a lot about his girlfriend in press conferences. It was really strange. <laughs> Just weird. Weird energy. Oh, no, right. actually the, the Travis Havnick thing started to make more sense when I remembered that Pierre Maguire works in that organization <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> which is like oh yeah travis hamannick played at the world juniors and pierre mcguire like loves that shit so tracks that's hilarious yeah that's hilarious all right um <coughs> that's what we got for this week sloan is sneezing that's what that was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So you know where to find us. If you don't, I'm sure you can figure it out, but leave us a review or give us five stars on Spotify or on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to leave us a review, please do that. Or just DM it to us. We love getting feedback. We love interacting with you guys and stay tuned to hear about what may or may not be happening on April the 6th. Maybe. Maybe. Being bossed around by like a child. (laughs) I don't mean Sloan. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm still dying at the fact that right before we recorded, Quads quads messaged me in Georgia to ask if we had ever heard of magic erasers. Okay. This is what I said. Georgia sent me a screenshot of that. And I said, wait till he learns about Dawn Power Wash, but also that I'm on his side about this because I think that magic erasers are like, worth proselytizing about no no no. i oh, definitely yeah. agree i definitely it's just agree that he had to ask if we'd ever heard of them <laughs> he it said was hey guys so y'all heard of this shit because <laughs> he was so excited he's like i'm cleaning my whole apartment with them it's so cute. oh my god he kills me david we love you yeah but he uh might are he's he's telling us we're not allowed to disclose what's happening on april the 6th so Stay tuned. It's coming. Mel's coming. <laughs> it's the most important. Allegedly. Part. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. See you guys next week. Bye.